Welcome back or to the Grace Church Members Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rivers, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. In this episode, we have a thought-provoking discussion with Scott Mazingo and our special guest, Brandon Garcia. We get an update on our Espanol campus, and we also delve deep into the pursuit of the American dream and its potential impact on our spiritual and family lives. Brandon Garcia currently serves as the Espanol campus pastor, and we also talk about his role in leading his entire campus through Regen, a discipleship process centered around life change and the practical application of God's Word. It is a jam-packed interview, and I'm excited for you to hear this conversation because it reminds me that God is working among us in incredible ways. So without further ado, let's jump right into this conversation I have with Scott and Brandon. Brandon, it's great to see you today. Well, I'm happy to be here, Chris. Yeah, and Scott, good to see you. Hey, Chris. Good afternoon. Yeah, well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Brandon would love to hear a little bit more of your story here, how you got to Grace, and what you're even doing now. Well, it was November 2017 when I came to Greenville. But that time, they were looking, we were looking for a worship leader. Okay. So, Robbie, who was a campus pastor, if you're a regular listener, <laughs> you heard about his story a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they were doing some research to bring someone to lead worship at the Espanol campus. We did some interviews, but we were not sure that this was going to be a for real opportunity. But then they got us tickets. So we came and visited. And we <laughs> tickets from where? Where were you? Well, uh, I was born and raised in Costa Rica. Okay. I was married at that time, maybe a year, okay. for, for a year. So we came in January 2017, and it was so cold for us. <laughs> I mean, we were dying, but we really liked uh, Greenville, and we really liked the church. So we've been here for almost six years now. Wow. Hey, I heard a rumor on how you learned to speak English. Yeah. How did you learn to speak English? Well, at that time, I, I'm, I don't know how, you know, Matt Kelly and Brian Darnell, they were able to understand what, what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me to sing, and that's what I did. And, but but I just learned little by little, you know, with the songs, some TV too, but specifically when I moved here and I had to work with some other worship leaders, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they helped me a lot. I heard Netflix. Netflix is, is yeah, for sure, it's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely some songs that I've heard on the Spotify playlist for the yeah. worship album that you have done, and I love them, especially just the Espanol versions. Yeah. So it's good to have you. So you've been, you were at Espanol as a worship leader, That's and right. tell us what you're doing now. Well, um, September 2022, uh, Robbie transitioned into an outreach role. Mm-hmm as an international pastor, and I have the privilege to serve as a campus pastor at Espanol. Wow. so That's awesome. Hopefully everybody knows that's listening that we have an Espanol campus, but why don't you just give us a little bit of background on the yeah. campus and, and tell us why. Why do we have an Espanol campus? Yeah, so in case uh, you don't know, one of our 10 campuses is actually a campus in which we speak Spanish, and we call it uh, Grace Church in Espanol because we do... Same teaching, same series, same church, but just in a different language. Around eight years ago, our leaders, they, they saw an opportunity to disciple the Hispanic community in the upstate. So we started with, with Grace Church in Espanol, but now the, the reality is, is way different. 
10% of the Greenville County population is actually Latino. So one out of 10 people is, is, speak Spanish. So we have a huge opportunity to, to reach out and to those families and spread the, the good news. Hey, tell us a little bit about what does church life for the Latino population typically look like yeah. in the upstate? Well, unfortunately, um, there are not a lot of healthy churches. And when I say uh, healthy, I mean, you know, churches that are defined by the scriptures. So a lot of our people, they come with wounds uh, based on manipulation. A lot of uh, prosperity gospel is around. So that is most of the reality here in the upstate. Man, that's great, Brandon. Uh, tell us some challenges that you guys have at the Espanol campus that are unique to you in your context. Yeah. So just imagine we have 14 different countries represented. So it's, it's a cool thing, but it's a unique situation. Our accents are different. Our traditions are different. Even though we all speak Spanish, we have to grow and to be patient and be tolerant with each other. Um, Give us an, an example. So you don't have to name all 14, but which, yeah. which countries are we talking about? What are the big five? So, for instance, uh, the Caribbean countries, they are so loud and so energetic. <laughs> Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, they have energy all day long. And they, if, if they go to your house, they're going to stay forever. And they're having a good time all the time, laughing. But then we have other uh, countries like Costa Rica. We're more like laid back. Like mm-hmm. we have a phrase that is uh, pura vida, which is pure life. And it means like hakuna matata. Like, hey, take it slow. Just yeah. just chill. It's all the surfing that yeah. you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> so you might think that we all are the same. But actually, 14 different countries is, is, a, is a unique opportunity. But at the same time, brings some tension. And another challenge that we can see is, you know, when you're an immigrant in this country, you have a mentality that is based on work, work, and work. And whether you like it or not, you're pursuing the American dream. And once you're here, your your rhythm changes. You're moving into a fast pace, and you can easily get ambitious. Mm. You can easily just, uh, you know, want more and more, and productivity can become an idol. Mm. Uh, wealth is easy, uh, can, can become an idol too and you're starting to pursue things that are not actually going to fill your soul. Mm. So it's been cool to see when people realize that what they need is not actually what they're pursuing. Uh, when they realize that work, work, work and having more money is not going to satisfy their souls and it's not going to be good for their families either. So... I'm just glad to be part of this discipleship journey for, for those families and how they are um, embracing uh, serving, for instance, instead of just working mm-hmm. or uh, spending time in community as a way to, you know, focus on things that are important. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because each of our campuses has some unique attributes. All of our English-speaking campuses have unique attributes. That was part of our We Choose plan in the fall, was to identify some specific initiatives for each of our campus that are all tied to discipleship. So, like, what are you guys doing that is unique to Grace and Espanol around trying to make more disciples of Jesus? Yeah, that's a great question. 
A big one for us was next generation. You know, we have, as I say, we're the same church. So we do have Fusion. We have 24-7. We have Forge, Grace Church, Kids, and all of that. However, we have to adapt some of those programs to make it relevant and effective for our kids. Why, why I say that? Because we have kids who were born here and they grew up here and they are really involved in the American culture and language and, and they are pretty much Americans. Mm. But then we also have some families who moved here three or six months ago who they don't you know, manage the English language that well or they don't know the culture. So how can we disciple a group of people that is that diverse? It creates a lot of uh, challenges. Mm. So, you know, just just think about this. When we have to find a leader, uh, he or she, they they need to be bilingual. Mm. Mm. And they need to be able to communicate to both cultures. So I think that with the next generation, the identity is is a big piece. Mm. Because for for this next generation, that, that is... That is a big question. Who am I? You know, am I Latina? Am I Hispanic? What culture I belong? So it's crucial for us to just disciple our kids and for them to to remember that their identity is is based on on Jesus and who he said they they are. Because if you layer the American dream mentality on top of the next generation trying to figure out where they fit culturally, I can imagine it gets really complicated. It does get really complicated. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad that we have the opportunity to serve our community and just bring Jesus to their mentality. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned um, wealth and pursuit, finances. You have some unique situations that play uh, at play in the Grayson Espanol campus. Tell us a little bit about one of your initiatives around generosity. Yeah. Well, we actually had uh, a class, Money Matters, mm-hmm. uh, last fall. And it was it was great because I actually learned a lot from that class. I learned that here's the thing. We need to grow in generosity, but our people is really generous. If you go to their houses, they're going to feed you and probably enough for next day, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they are actually sending a lot of money to their countries. They are helping or even supporting uh, their families in Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela, uh, Central America. Wow. So they are being generous. However, that's not the same story with the church. Unfortunately, we don't, we don't see that it translates the same way in their giving to, to our church. So that creates a, an opportunity, again, for discipleship mm. to just remind them that an expression of a healthy disciple and follower of Christ is also to be part of what God is doing in their community. You have to really think well about the idea of family, family of origin, and then also church family. Yeah. What are some initiatives you guys are up to right now? Well, um, some things that I'm really excited about that I can tell you a little bit is uh, we started to have Mosaic because we had the... And maybe for our listeners who don't know what that is, explain that too. Yeah, so Mosaic is a a ministry that we have at church uh, to disciple those individuals with uh, special needs. In our campus, uh, we have families with uh, children's in the spectrum. So we saw the need to disciple them and for them to to learn also about 
about the word about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we started this this ministry, but it's been great because a lot of other families are getting to grace because uh, they heard or they mm-hmm. find out that we have a unique environment for for their kids, mm-hmm. and that is that is really exciting. Yeah, it is. We last weekend I was at Powdersville campus and someone came in and they had a mosaic child and they had been going from church to church mm. and to see that ministry it was, was such a great ministry. That's awesome. What are some other initiatives you guys are up to? Well, a big one for us that happened probably a year ago was Region. Uh, we were having community groups just like any other campus, but we saw the need for our people to dive deep into the gospel and grow in vulnerability. So we basically shut down community groups and everybody had to go to the region. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a big decision, but but let me tell you, it was worth it. How in the world did you rally your entire campus to do that? Yeah, well, you know, it creates some unique challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not easy at first, but it was worth it. Um, you know, if you have done region, you know that you have to be intentional. You have mm-hmm. to read. You have to spend time along with the material but uh, so, so that was one of the biggest challenges, I think, for us. Because, you know, community group doesn't have that day-to-day routine right. in which you have to spend time and be dis- disciplined. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that over 80 people graduated from, from region. Wow. And it was the first uh, church that ever done region in Spanish. So Espanol campus was the first church campus that has ever gone through region in Spanish. That's right. So we wow. we work with a church in the Dallas. Dallas Metroplex area called Watermark, and they had the material and it was translated, mm-hmm. but we were one of, we were the first. We were the first and... And one and that's a large group. It's not eight. 80 is a large number of individuals to go through. Yeah. And the material was being translated as we were going through oh, the nice. material. So sometimes it was really, you know, stressful because we needed to start step four and it was not quite ready, but everything worked out. Um, tell us a couple other things that are happening at the campus right now. Yeah, so SR Conference is also a, a big reason for us to celebrate because it's not just a, a tool for us to equip our women, but also uh, women from other churches and even countries or states are coming to to those uh, mm-hmm. conferences. We have the Shame Conference in last fall, and we also have Biblical Femininity Conference. Another reason why I'm also excited is because um, for a while we were having another service in Spartanburg, and I was it, it was it was so cool to to reach out to that community in Spartanburg. But for now. Uh, it was so clear that it was the, the right next step to join together again as just one campus mm. uh, and just reunite and be concentrated uh, to care and disciple mm-hmm. for, for our people because um, we're growing. So right now with our, with both of our campuses joining in one location, we're, we're talking about 350 adults. Wow. wow. So we're excited and, you know, we don't know what's in the future. We may be able to open another campus or open another service. But for now, that's what we're doing, and I'm excited to see what God has for us. Who on staff is helping you care for this large group? Yeah, we have a great team. Uh, Daniel Pastran is our worship leader, but he also does AV and 
help with video and slides and designs. Just imagine our, our lyrics are, are in Spanish, our announcements are in Spanish, our Facebook page is in Spanish. So we need a lot of translation. So he helps us with that. Then we have Maggi Mitchell. Um, you know, her last name is not Hispanic, but she's from Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's a great admin, just keeping things uh, together. And then we have an MVP volunteer. Her name is Ana Casales. She's not on staff, but she works uh, with us, with uh, students and children, and she's doing a, a great, a great job. Well, this has been great to hear about your staff, about the unique challenges that you have, the initiatives. Is there anything else you just want to leave us with? Yeah. Um, I just want to ask you to, to keep praying for us, for, for our campus, for our leaders, our community, our groups, ministries, everything that, that we're doing. And I also want to encourage you to invite whoever you might think that will take advantage of a service and a campus, a church, a family, and a Spanish. Mm. Our doors are open and we will love. just send them our way. Tell us a little bit, where, where, are we, where are we finding you? What times are services? So our services right now are at 1115-2701 Wayhampton Boulevard. <laughs> Uh, you know, Taylor's campus, they have a service at 9.15, and then we have a service at 11.15. And um, what do you do when English speakers show up? Can we come? Well, actually, uh, you're not invited. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course you can come. Uh, we actually have our lyrics in English on the site, so, oh. so you know, you can sing in, in English. That's fine. And sometimes we also have translation for you available. So, oh. yeah, if you're, you're more than welcome to come. That's right. Yeah, and I would encourage someone listening at his home one Sunday, and they're like, you know what? I think we need to go try out Grace and Espanol. They just need to come. Don't think about it. Just show up. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Brandon. We're really grateful for you and your family and your staff. It's been a great interview. Thank you, guys. Yeah, see you, Brandon. Here. Well, as we wrap up today's episode, I hope you were encouraged by what you heard. Please be sure to check out the podcast page located in the show notes for more information and additional resources. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.